0: Hi there. Welcome to Bible Slash Chat. Hi, John. You're trying to step on my intro again. It doesn't work with you I actually like that. It's terrible. Um, we uh, we
1: gotten a ton of good uh, feedback from people.
0: About what? About nothing. Yeah, I don't think we get any feedback because there are no people. (laughs) That's the problem.
1: Yeah, the only people who watch this don't go to our church.
0: It's probably right. true. <laughs> no, we do this for our church. That's not really the we're doing I didn't yes, know. That. Of I thought you wanted to become a big like YouTuber. <laughs> me. I'm the one who asks you all the questions. You're the one who pontificates <laughs> yeah. with all your answers.
1: Uh,
0: anyway, okay. I'm so, so we, glad we're
1: not alone in this office. And yeah. the guy who's here agrees with me.
0: <laughs> right? Yes, <laughs> you see that? We have a we do have a guest uh, here. John, come around and say hello, real quick. Come on, come on. get in the video. Just say hello. Wave, say hi. Come on. There he is. That's John. If you're not on the video, you have no idea what we're talking about. All right, Gus, we have a question for you. <laughs> yes, come, on, come like,
1: on. So we have a great question. Yes. That someone asked. I don't know who this person is. Um, it's
0: a, it's a it
1: doesn't matter. It bars a church. Oh, from our church. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. So this person is asking about the gift of... So two gifts that we believe yeah. have um, passed away now. Yeah. Uh, and the gift is one of them has the word word of knowledge yep, yep. and word of wisdom yep. so we'll let, let's put them together okay and based on uh 1 Corinthians 12 um 8 yep. mm-hmm. this says uh for to one is given word of wisdom through the spirit and to another the word of knowledge yep. according to the same spirit uh, so the first question we want to know is okay what are these yep. um uh, obviously we don't see them often some right. people think well it's it's just been having discernment.
0: Yeah, or like uh, some kind of yeah, yeah some,
1: some kind, of, kind of, of like you know sixth sense
0: impressions. Like uh, impre- I some, see some
1: impression. People. Yeah, I see dead people.
0: Yes, I heard a funny joke about that. We're not going to talk about it. Go ahead.
1: Uh, so what are they? Uh, what are these gifts? Yeah, and then are they tied to prophecy? Yeah, and and if they are tied to prophecy, then well, how do we know they had it? What did it look? I mean, all those questions. Yeah. That, yeah. Would be helpful,
0: yeah, for us to know. Okay, so we're going to talk. Actually, what I want to do uh, to answer this is talk about that whole section from First Corinthians twelve and verses eight down to verse ten. Um, and the reason why I want to talk about it is because uh, all these are actually questions. Uh, in some ways, the, everything in here is very is very confusing. Yeah, because you have the word of knowledge and the word of uh, and the word of wisdom in verse eight, right? According to the same Spirit, but then in verse nine it says to another faith. Yeah, so the gift of faith. Um, so. Obviously, we know that believe, as believers, we all have faith, right? So we have true faith in Christ, but then cert- apparently certain people have a, a, like a unique gift mm-hmm. of faith. Uh, so what is this? Uh, well, there's a couple of clues from the text, and then we'll talk a little bit more about those. But uh, but before we even talk about that, I want to just address what I think should be very obvious here. Uh, what's What we're looking at in 1 Corinthians 12 and 13 at the end and 14 is... Uh, what, we, what the equivalent of like us trying to piece together the diet of a Tyrannosaurus Rex. Yeah. Right? What do we mean by that? Well, I've never seen a Tyrannosaurus Rex. I've never seen what they eat. They have short arms. They have short arms. <laughs> short arms and huge teeth. So you're like, well, what do they eat? Well, I don't know. What we can look at is what we have. They have huge, giant incisor teeth. So they probably like ate things that were, that were flesh because they yeah. had to tear off chunks of flesh. But we're trying to piece it together and we don't really know. So we're trying to like sort of manufacture something because we've never seen that animal. The same is true here. We've never actually seen these things take place in the same way because all of this is apostolic. Everything that's happening here is apostolic. Why do we say that? Because all of this is revelatory, right? So the revelation of God's word was happening to the church in 1 Corinthians, and it's happening in a host of different ways, which include prophecy and speaking in tongues. Yeah. So what are all these things? Well, For starters, we're not exactly sure because it's hard to see. Secondly, it's all prophecy. It's all revelation. Now, why would God give revelation to the church here? And then these phrases are never brought up again in another epistle in the entire New Testament. Why would he be doing that? Well, this is an early book. uh, And so... The early church didn't have the very first maybe decade of the early church. They didn't have any written texts that they could rely on to make decisions for the church, figure out how to do church, all the things that were that were confusing for them. And in fact, in 1 Corinthians 14, Paul tells them, he gives them rules for how church should work yeah. during this era. So again, we're, we have to read this as the audience. Yeah. So who was this audience? Well, it's a church in the early, early church age, uh, the first maybe decade of the church, and they're just now beginning to gather and, and they're getting divine revelation from God because they don't have divine revelation in the form of the text of Scripture. So what does that do? Well, it gives us a framework to read this. And we have some clues in the text that that's the right way to read it. Because if you look at First Corinthians 12, 8, it says, For to one it is given the word of wisdom,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and then the word of knowledge, right? Mm-hmm. And then faith. And then you have healings, which yeah. affirms those things. Miracles. And then prophecy, and then distinguishing of spirits, which you know from First Thessalonians five yeah. is about prophecy and and spoken yeah. and spoken uh, revelation, and then tongues and then interpretation of tongues, all of which are revelatory. So you have all of these revelatory gifts, God revealing himself, his word to his people through spoken words. Uh, so what are those things? Well, a word of wisdom, perhaps it's some sort of like divine wisdom, uh, divine knowledge of some circumstance and how that circumstance should be carried out. And someone's able to speak out a divine word that is the wise, the the direct revelation of God in that moment. A word of knowledge, same thing. It's a divinely revealed uh, statement of knowledge about a circumstance. What is that? I don't know. We have what we need in the text of Scripture. So we can't consider a situation where we need knowledge that we don't have directly given to us in the word of God. Peter tells us in 2 Peter chapter 1, we have all things pertaining to life and godliness through the true knowledge of him in the faith, in the word of God. So we have the word which gives us all knowledge that we need to function as Christians. We don't need these revelatory things. My guess would be the word of wisdom and the word of knowledge were probably divinely revealed things that we now have in the text of Scripture somewhere. Um, So are they prophecy? Are they direct revelation from God, were they infallible? Absolutely they were. Uh, These are mostly Jewish people, predominantly Jewish people. When Paul uses the word prophecy to describe this, he's talking about an infallible word of God directly given to a person in the church who, uh, who is not making mistakes. In spite of what some theologians would say, they're not making mistakes. This is a directly inspired infallible word of God. So can these happen now? The obvious answer is no, right? Number one, they can't because there's no apostles. Number two, revelation has come to an end. We have all that uh, pertains to God, life and godliness in the text of Scripture, and, and nothing should be added to that. And number three, uh, I mean, you can just conceive, just even in practical ministry life, right? Uh, none of this stuff shows up in the pastoral ministry epistles. Yes. So first, Second Timothy, Titus, we have these epistles that are very clearly for pastors, and Paul never says, now make sure you look out for the word of knowledge, look out for the word <clears throat> of prophecy. He doesn't say any of those things, because what he does tell Timothy is, preach the word yeah right so <clears throat> again just the preponderance of evidence in history even apart from the clear exegesis of the passage the preponderance of evidence in history is that these things have come to an end by the end yeah. by the time paul writes second timothy uh which would make sense because we have time moving on and the amount of revelation given to the church increasing mm-hmm. so again take all that put it together it's not for today it's revelatory it's probably information that they needed for to for the church to function which they we now have in the text of scripture. Yeah. Well, a couple more
1: things. I, yeah. That makes very I mean, makes a lot of sense what you're saying. Um, what would you say to someone uh, that says, "Well, yeah, I understand, but I know that there is a gift, like when someone speaks uh, in particular about uh, a specific event, uh, all of um, an absence of fire, mm-hmm. right?" Uh,
0: is that wisdom or is that you know the word of knowledge i mean it could be it could be that peter was peter had a word of knowledge from god that they had lied about what was happening there and they had lied to the holy spirit and so he says because it wasn't evident it wasn't evident no one knows except yeah Yeah. so it could be that but we again it's the the equivalent of us like trying to piece together a t-rex yeah i mean is that what he's talking about with word of knowledge could be was that wisdom divinely inspired wisdom that peter had was it faith to be able to speak what he did I have no idea all and maybe all those things put together like we just we don't know what it is so we're trying to piece those things together and it could be that um, but again uh, we don't know I mean even the the text of scripture that you're doing for the commentary this week right uh, with the lame man outside the temple and Peter looks at him and says I don't have money for you but what I do have I give to you and he tells him stand up and walk yeah that's yeah. insane! Like yeah. I would never do that. To him. Can you imagine it's saying very that? Very to... cruel. Yeah, unless it's you can cruel do it. unless you can actually carry it out. So, what did Peter have? Did he have a divine gift of faith? Yeah, yeah. Potentially, you know, we don't know. But the point of that is, those things yeah. are all revealed directly from God to these men. Yeah.
1: So one more thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I'll tell you a story about yeah. this. Um And Melissa reminded me of this years later, but mm-hmm. I was just had graduated from college. Moses and I were dating. We weren't engaged at the time. Yeah. We're listening to a well-known preacher uh, from another area. Yeah. Uh, And um, there was about 4,000 people there, maybe 3,000 people listening to this preacher. Mm -hmm. This preacher said something, hey, maybe some of you just finished college.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, You know, some of you maybe are on your first job right now, real real job, guilty. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, And you should be in ministry. Yeah. Uh, You should be in the mission field. Yeah. Um, I remember that day, we Melissa and I went out to dinner, and I was telling her oh, I feel like the Lord's calling me to ministry. <laughs> I forgot about it soon after that. Yeah. yeah. Um, but then years later, while we were in the mission field, Melissa reminded me, do you remember yeah. that day? I yeah, go yeah. back. Um, was that like a prophecy? <laughs> oh, was that just a coincidence <laughs> that there was like 4,000 college students?
0: Yeah, and, yeah. and you and, happened to be sitting there. Yeah. Uh,
1: I wasn't the only one that ended up in the mission field, by the way. The people that were sitting there.
0: Yeah. Uh, Which is interesting. That I know for a fact were there actually. Yeah, yeah, totally.
1: So, how should I think of that? Obviously, I know that that's a coincidence, but I know the other people would say, well, that's not a coincidence. Yeah. Maybe that person had a special word
0: uh, from the Lord. Yeah. So, what we would say to that is, the, the, there's a couple things I'd say. Number one is, right, you know. <laughs> does God do yeah, prophecy in that yeah, back? I yeah, don't think so. They're my, Australian. Yeah, <laughs> right, <down. laughs> they're criminals. Enjoy I'm your awesome gonna, blossom. <laughs> the awesome blossom. It doesn't never, get any better never, than yeah. that. Yeah, that's like a heart attack on a point. You know what I'm talking about? Uh, absolutely. Uh, um, yeah, so what I would say to that is, I, I would say, like, in a room that size, when you make a statement that is a general scriptural statement, Right. God is calling some men to ministry and he is specifically calling some men to to missions. And so you have a room of 4000 people and he specifically any any and this this preacher issues a statement that is in line with the word of God. Yeah. The fact that some people who were in that audience were in line with the word of God and were then sent out as missionaries or went into ministry doesn't make that a prophecy. It makes that the word of God being spoken. Uh, So I would say that's an exhortation uh, around the text of Scripture, but I wouldn't call that a prophecy any more than I'd call it a prophecy if you said, some of you here uh, are are dating and are going to get engaged. Well, you have a room full of college students. What are the odds, right? Like 100% someone's going to get engaged, right? So again, you have that. That's not prophetic in the same way. Uh, we have examples of prophecy in the New Testament. Uh, like, for example, if you remember Agabus, yeah, right? What was his prophecy? That he was going to, that, that uh, Paul was going to be tied. And, yeah, that Paul be yeah. bound in and, Jerusalem. Yeah. And, and that exactly, that thing exactly happens. He's actually put in chains and then he tells the guy, hey, I'm a Roman citizen, and the guy unchains him. So you have like, you have the specific fulfillment being written down by Luke so that we understand that Agabus was yeah. a true prophet. Yeah. So again, if he said, some of you, someone in this room, uh, Whose name is G. Pedal is going to be a missionary in Spain for eleven years and then come back to the U.S. That might be a prophecy. Yeah. But to say some of you and then give a specific, uh, SPC didn't exist. SPC didn't exist. Yeah. Right. Exactly. So that would be amazing. Right. Yeah, that would be okay. the equivalent of an Old Testament yeah. prophecy. That when you make a scriptural statement and then some people affirm that scriptural yeah. statement by their lives, that to me is not prophecy. Yeah. So I think that's I think that's way overreaching what's yeah. happening in First Corinthians twelve.
1: Okay, that makes sense. I think there are a lot of these questions, even talking in our care group with yeah. different people too. They they have witnessed these, I would say, fortuitous statements. Yeah, totally. Yeah. You know, hey, there's someone here who's struggling with anxiety. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 There's some and people here that have yeah. hair, <laughs> <laughs> and some that don't. <laughs> Whoa. I didn't say that. Yeah. Uh, don't like, judge. You know, it's, yeah. obviously, that's a fortuitous statement. Right. Uh, uh, and then, well, how do we take that? And again, you're right. I think that some of these are very general statements. Yeah. Uh, unless you're specifically talking about something, and even so, it's hard to make to get to know that
0: that revelation actually came from yeah, the Lord. Totally, absolutely. Know. And I would venture to guess that the guy who preached that sermon was not seeking to prophesy. What he was no, thinking I don't to do I don't know to what say. Well, okay, but I mean, I would guess that what he was seeking to do is say some of you. Are called to this. Yeah. Like You need to be aware of yeah. that and submit yourselves yeah. to Christ and His leading yeah. for your life. That's not prophecy. That's calling people to biblical yeah. responsibilities yeah. that God's put on their life. Yeah. Yeah. So, anyway. That's very helpful. Yeah, very well, great. there you go. Well, I hope that's helpful for you. I hope yeah. that this, the person that asked the question finds it as helpful. Yeah, <laughs> they probably won't, but whatever. It is what it is. Uh, we, uh, we hope that's helpful for you. If you have any questions, you can always email us at info at faithbibleoc.org. Thanks so much.